Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, where you'll learn how to get your mind right so that your body will follow. I'm Trudy Stone, certified culinary nutritionist, TV guest expert, and author. After self-hacking my mind and body to lose 30 pounds, I now help busy, overwhelmed women use stress as their superpower so that they can rise above it and become more calm, resilient, and physically fit. Each week, not only will you learn nutrition and stress management habits, you'll also learn about the power of food to enhance your mental and physical well-being and how to overcome your battles with living a healthier lifestyle. The secret to eating healthier, improving your mood, and increasing your energy are not only about what you put in your stomach, it's also about what's going on in your brain. So congratulations on showing up. I promise to support you on your health journey with every single episode. Let's begin. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show. This is culinary nutritionist Trudy Stone, and I am so grateful that you tuned in today. Look, I am about to fall out of my chair today for so many different reasons, but first and foremost, this marks the 100th episode of the Mind Your Body Show. What? We made it, y'all, 100 episodes. So you know, because we're marking 100 episodes today, you know, I had to bring on a very special guest. And this is a guest that I have to admit, I'm crushing on quite a little bit. But let me tell you about this amazing individual. Danny Stone is known as Coach Stone. He is a business coach and advisor, leadership and empowerment speaker, author and founder of Champion You Academy, an online academy helping entrepreneurs make more impact, income and influence. His podcast, The Grind and Gratitude Show, has reached listeners in 55 countries. He believes that everyone has a champion inside them. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, Coach Stone. Coach Stone is in the building. Listen, you already know. You know who's in the building. You (laughs) Coach Stone is in the building. Look, I'm so proud of you. 100 episodes is a big deal. Like Most people don't even make it past episode five, so... The fact that you got 100, I want to say congratulations and so proud of you for making it to 100 episodes. That's a lot of dedication and commitment to your audience. So, and thanks for having me on the 100th episode. Well, I'm honored that you're here, Mr. Stone, because you are somebody who really encouraged me to start my own podcast. I had so many doubts about myself. I'm like, do people even want to hear my voice? I don't even like the sound of my own voice. And now I'm going to be on a podcast where they can't even see me. So I had all these different limiting beliefs and doubts about starting a podcast. And you were like, just go for it. Just do it. So I want to thank you for encouraging me uh, to do that, Danny. But Danny, I'm a little bit hurt because I think you left out like the most important thing out of your bio. You know, the part that you're my amazing husband. (laughs) <laughs> you're supposed to say that i'm not if you're, if you're you're supposed to tell them that i'm your husband i'm not i'm not supposed to run your podcast <laughs> my podcast well yes yeah, so danny is my wonderful husband you've heard me talk about him quite a bit here on the mind your body show i've shared lots of different stories about danny uh so i'm so glad that he's here i'm so pumped i'm so excited Um, So, Danny, I realized today that you were actually on the podcast exactly two years ago talking about the importance of following your passion. And that was such a phenomenal episode. So I really want to encourage people to go back and listen to that. And I'll link that up in the show notes so everybody can check all of that out. So today we're going to be diving in about all things mindset and habits. And if there is one person that can help you to improve your mindset, it is definitely Coach Stone. 
So Danny, if this is someone's first introduction to you, I know I read your bio and it's amazing, but I always like to hear people talk about a little bit what they do in their own words. So you, can you give us just a little bit of background about what it is that you do and who it is that you serve? I do a lot of different things. Um, the main, well, I shouldn't say the main thing because everything that I do is important, but I'm really dedicated towards helping people find that inner champion. Like I really believe that Every single person has a champion inside of them. They have greatness inside of them. And it's just that life has kind of gotten in the way and made them forget that. So I'm a business coach and business advisor. So I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, helping them to you know, make more impact, income and influence so that they can create the life that they want. And I get to stand on stages around the world and, and speak to people about tapping into that inner champion. And, and I really love that. I love speaking at corporations and universities. I have a couple of books out right now that are being read all over the world. And, and some of the books are being read by incarcerated men right now. And so, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm just somebody who's dedicated to helping people really flick that switch and decide that they want more and take action to make it happen. And, and so I'm just happy to be a part of anybody's journey. Yeah. You know, you really are Danny. And I've said this to you so many times before, but you are like one of the very few people that I know that really has this unique ability to just really help people to unleash, you know, their inner champion and to really help them to realize the the untapped potential that they have within themselves and just to really help them to succeed and help people to actually see that they can do a lot more in the world than what they're currently doing. So I also want to acknowledge you for that. Um, and I also want to talk about, because my next question for you is, when did you start coaching? But I want to tell a story and Danny's probably like, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> story time with Trudy Stone. Here we go, everybody. <laughs> so Danny and I have been married for, I don't know, how many years now? Eight years, I think it is. Something like that. Okay. He's like, he's looking at me. He's giving me the evil eye. If you're listening to this right now and you can't see Danny. You know, we've been married for 10 years. Why do I, why am I telling you we're married for 10 years? No, not 10 years. We got married in 2014. Oh, oh. Hey, hey, hey. Sorry, my math was off. Oh, me out. Are you hearing this, people? Are my you math was off. Not editing this out, by the way. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Hey. But I remember, Danny, like when you, this is before we even got married and you told me you wanted to pursue entrepreneurship. And at that time you had a great job. You were making an amazing money and all those, you know, all those wonderful things. And you said to me, you know what? Thinking about doing my own thing thinking about becoming an entrepreneur. I think all of the blood just kind of drained from my face. <laughs> when you told me that true story. Um, but you know, you've, you've gone on to do wonderful things. Obviously it's worked out really, really well for you. You're quite successful. So I want to talk about when you started coaching. So when did you start coaching? Cause I know when it started, but I want everybody else to know, like, when did you start coaching and why did you decide to become a coach? Well, I don't know if you do know, because I didn't start coaching when a lot of people thought I started coaching. My actually, and this is people, a lot of people don't know this. My very first job ever where I got paid a paycheck was when I was 14 years old. I actually got a paycheck at 14 years old by Parks and Recreation. And what I was doing at the time was teaching four and five year olds how to play basketball, and I was mentoring and coaching them in life, not just basketball. So my very first job at 14 years old, I was coaching young kids, teaching them how to play basketball and mentoring. And so that started the whole journey into, into kind of helping people see something different and do something different. And then 
every job I've ever had, mostly every job I've ever had after that, you know, working as a youth outreach worker, working as a job search facilitator, um, helping people find jobs, a career coach. And then from career coaching, I got into the corporate world, coaching and training and development. So I would say almost every job I've ever had in my life had some aspect of mentorship, coaching, teaching. And, and then it kind of really became fine, like more fine-tuned about 10 or 12 years ago. And that's yeah. when I really started taking training and I went to school to become a coach. I took a program and, and really kind of dove into being a real, a better coach. Yeah. You know, and I would say like, that's no coincidence that every single job that you've had has had some aspect of coaching. Because like I said earlier, when I started this episode, I started talking about how this is just within Danny. Like this is just, um, I don't even know. I don't even know if it's a skill. I don't even think the word skill does it justice, but just like I said, like this inner calling that you have to really help people to help, you know, really helping them to improve their lives. So, you know, speaking of helping people to improve their lives, like why do you think that people become stuck in their lives? Well, I think a lot of us have dreams and goals when we're young, when we're kids, we, we dream about, you know, traveling the world or, you know, being a nurse or a doctor or a firefighter, whatever these big aspirations are. And I think it happens for a couple of reasons. Um, one, there's a, this desire to do more, but then, you know, we've, we've tried things in life and we've failed. So you might've tried to achieve something and you failed or, and then maybe, you know, you've had family members and friends and people say, well, you know, you shouldn't have tried that or, or you have people who discourage you from taking action on the things that you want to do. And so you kind of become complacent because of failures, because of mistakes, because of missteps, because of things that didn't go right or other people's opinions. And then we start to play it safe. We're just like, okay, well, I'm going to go to this job that I really don't want to go to. Okay, I know I'm, I'm going to stop uh, this dream of traveling because I know it's not possible. And so because of the mistakes, the failures, and other people's opinions, that's what kind of holds us in place. And so for many of us who used to have big goals and dreams, we lower the bar and the bar is really low. <laughs> like I remember when I was working in my job, I was managing training for a college. And at the time, I think I was making like $40,000 or something like that, or $45,000. And my whole goal was I wanted to make $50,000. Like I wanted to make an, an, a 50,000 was like back then I was like, if I could just get to 50. And I may ended up making over, over 50, I made 50 something. And it worked out to be like an extra $75 a paycheck or something or after, after all the taxes and stuff were taken. And I'm like, this doesn't change my life in any way. Why didn't I say I want a hundred thousand? Well, because I, I fell short on some of my goals and dreams, and I didn't think that I could make $100,000, so I lowered the bar. And I think that's what happens with a lot of people. We, we lower the bar, and the bar is so low that we can trip over these goals and dreams, and it doesn't change our life in any way. And I think that's what happens to a lot of people. Oh, you're so right. And I just think it's it's a lot about the stories that we tell ourselves over and over again. And you know, I, I talked about this. I had a master class earlier this week, and I talked about it. And I talked about the importance of your thoughts and how that leads to your feelings and how that leads to your actions. And a lot of times it's also inaction as well because of these limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves and the stories we tell ourselves over and over again. And I gave the example of the young and the restless. 
And I said, you know, I, I, I grew up watching Young and the Restless, right? Had a Jamaican mom, right? All, all the Jamaicans watch Young and the Restless. Grew up watching all about the perils of Victor Newman and Nikki Newman and Hope came in, you know, with the blind woman and Victor had a son with her. Whole thing, right? Now, if you think that soap opera is like YNR, Young and the Restless, come up with some head spinning storylines, that doesn't even compare to the things that we tell ourselves, right? And the things that we ultimately believe. And we keep these stories on repeat and then they just keep us stuck where we are. So it's so true. And I love that you talk about, you know, raising a bar because that's so important. So what, so knowing that, like, what advice would you give somebody who wants more out of life, but just doesn't know how to achieve their goals? Well, I think the first thing for a lot of us is to get clear clarity, like clear about what it is that you really want. See, most of us are chasing other people's goals and other people's dreams. You see people on social media living a certain lifestyle. And then you think, oh, I want that lifestyle. Or you see somebody or you know somebody who has a nice car or a house or something. And then all of a sudden you want it. Or somebody else tells you that these are the goals and the dreams that you should want. And so you pursue that. And I think for most of us, we're not clear about what it is that we really want in our lives. And so sometimes, you know, I don't know if you've ever done this, but you've worked to achieve something and you might have worked hard to really achieve a goal or a dream. And then you achieve it and you're like, it, it just didn't feel like anything. It was like, oh, this isn't a big deal. And it's probably because it's probably because it's not what you really wanted to begin with. So everything starts with clarity, like sitting down, getting clear about what you want in all areas of your life. What do you want in terms of your career, your health and wellness, your family, your finances, the impact that you want to make? You sit down and get clear about everything. And then what you do is you start to make a plan towards that. And I think for a lot of us, we're not clear about what we want. So we just wake up and go through the motions every day. And that's why a lot of us feel like something's missing in our lives, but we just can't pinpoint what it is. It's You're not clear about what it is that you want. Because when you know what you want and you're working towards it every day, you start to feel this sense of accomplishment. Like, I know I can do this. And that opens up more in your life that you never even knew that you wanted. Mm, so true. And Danny, you happen to have some amazing, I have it right here. You got some amazing tools and resources right here. This oh, book. you pulled up the book of my big Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. This book right here, you got to get it. If you're listening to this right now, I'm holding up Danny's book, but I will make sure that I link it for you in the show notes. Okay. So you have the keys now drive. You have some amazing exercises in here. And just listening to you talk about goals and looking at all the different areas of your life. I think there's one in here you have about the wheel of life. Is that right? Yeah. The wheel of life is a, is a tool that we use as coaches. And, and basically what it is, is, you know, you can, you can even do this on a piece of paper, you draw a circle and then you put all these lines as if you're making, you know, pieces of pie basically. And each, in each one of those pieces, you write down something, uh, an area of your life that's really important to you. So health and wellness, your career or your business and all of these different things in each of those wheels. And then what you do is you rate yourself according to your level of happiness and success in those areas right now. And this is an eye opener for a lot of people. One being low, 10 being it's amazing. And you're honest with yourself and you say, you know, my health is a five right now. You know, my you know, my career is an eight or whatever it is. And you say, this is where I am right now. And then you have another wheel and you say, this is what the ideal looks like to me. So a lot of people think, well, don't I want to have a 10 in every area of my life? Not everybody does. 
So you write each area again in terms of what you would like. And you look at those two wheels together and you can see this is where I am. I'm not happy in these areas and I want to get here. And then that gets you to start thinking about what it is that you have to do to close that gap, to, to achieve that ideal state. And a lot of people just don't do that. A lot of people don't. I call it a reality check. A lot of people don't give themselves a reality check. And, and, and I understand because it's tough. But if you want something different in life, you got to do something different. And it starts with sitting down and getting clear about what it is that you want. And the wheel of life is a great activity to, to do to, to help you to start to do that. Yes. So make sure you get the book. You have the keys now drive. Again, I will link that up for you guys in the show notes. You guys can check that out. Phenomenal, (laughs) phenomenal book, but he didn't just write one book y'all like, Oh boy. (laughs) Here she goes. (laughs) Bam. And we got another one. Okay. He also was an author in this book as well, right? This is new me. So this book was amazing. And you talked about this book, Danny. I really want to talk about this one as well, because this is really, really powerful stuff. So in this book, along with nine other men, there's 10 different stories of perseverance. And I want you to talk a little bit about this book, because there's just been so many phenomenal things that have happened as a result of, you know, you guys releasing this book. Yeah, well, uh, shout out to my my good friend, Jeff A.D. Martin. I was actually just with him yesterday. And uh, so Jeff is a, a, a powerful speaker and, and mentor and so on. And he used to have a show called um, uh, Brothers from the Six, which is men, black men in Toronto who are making a difference. And so he had me on his platform probably about four or five years ago. And then he, as a result, he said, you know what, let's write a book. And he brought together 10 black men to write this book. And it was about two and a half years in the making because we're all just so busy. And the premise of the book is each one of us wrote a chapter about a different challenge that we've had to overcome in our lives to get where we are. And it is a powerful book. You know, six or 700 people showed up at our book launch. Um, the media picked it up. Um, President Obama has one in his hand, but we don't know if he's read it yet. We're still waiting for you, President Obama, tweet something. Um, but the book has been changing lives all over the world. Um, we almost broke the top 10 in a category on Amazon. But more importantly to me, um, the book is being read by uh, inmates, you know, so right now the book, both of my books are in a couple of prisons here in, in, in Toronto, Canada, being read by inmates. And so just uh, uh, last week, we get a message from somebody from the prison who is in charge of the prison library where the books are. And they asked us to send more books because the books that they had are so being read so much that they're worn out. Pages are missing and so on. And you know, when when I saw that, I just got emotional to know that incarcerated men are reading this book and it's being read so much that the pages are worn and torn and they need, you know, another seven or eight copies. So I'm really honored to be a part of this uh, project. And I know that um, I know it's changing lives. And, and that's the thing. We all have the ability to help somebody. You don't have to write books. You don't have to stand on stages. It's how you treat people every single day when you interact with them. And we have to be conscious of that. Yeah, it's so true. And that just brings me right, you know, right into the next question, because you always talk about helping people to unleash their inner champion. So and you mentioned that everybody has an inner champion in them. So how did they like unlock that inner champion? Yeah, that's a good question. I think 
one of the things that I want to tell everybody is this. We are all naturally, like you're born this way. You're naturally curious, creative, resourceful, and whole. Like that's, that's, that's just what's in you. Now, what happens is for most of us, the further we get away from playing to our curiosity, our creativity, tapping into our resourcefulness, we start to feel like something's missing. We, we feel like we're broken. We feel like we're being left behind. That's the challenge. So what we have to do is to find that inner champ. And so I developed this framework called CHAMP, C-H-A-M-P. It's a framework. It's an acronym. And it stands for Clarity, Habits, Action, Mentors, and Persistence. So I teach people how to tap into this inner champ by going through that framework. So clarity, we already just talked about it. It's the one of the most important things that we can do for ourselves is to get clear about where we are right now and where we want to go, to get clear about what we want in our lives, the impact that we want to make. Everything stems with clarity. Most of us don't even know. We don't, we don't know what we want. Then we move into once we get clear about what we want, now you have to change your habits. Because habits are the things that you do on autopilot. And most of us know that the habits that we have aren't serving us well. You know, eating um, fast food every day, not going to the gym, you know, doing the bare minimum when it comes to our health and wellness, you know, that's not going to get you where you want to go. You know, that's not going to get you the energy you need. You know, that that may cause you some health challenges. So we know that. So what we have to do is replace the habits that aren't working for us with habits that will work for us. And one of the biggest misconceptions about habits is it takes 30 days to form a habit. Well, that's not true. There was a a college or a university in London, I think it's the London University College, that did a, um, a study, and actually it takes 66 days to form a habit. And so for some of us, it's like, oh, you go to the gym two or three days and you wonder why you haven't achieved the the goals that you want. Or you started to save a little bit and you wonder why you're not magically, you know, out of debt. It takes time. It takes time. And so that's the, we have to change our habits. Then it's the actions, but it's not a little bit of action. You have to take massive action. You know, Tony Robbins says, look, If you want massive change in your life, you have to take massive action. So what are those things that you're doing every single day that are going to get you closer to the goals and the dreams that you have in your life? And that requires you sometimes to filter out some things that aren't going to help you get there. And even some people, right? If you know there's a lot of negative people in your life that talk you out of your goals and dreams, then you might have to put some distance between you and those people for some time. If it's not helping you to move in the direction that you want to go, then you have to question why are you spending time doing that? Then we move to the M. The M is all about mentors. When you look at highly successful people, whether it's Serena Williams, Michael Jordan, you know, Jeff Bezos, Steve Jobs, all these people, one thing that every successful person has in common, I promise you this, is they've had mentors and coaches. Every single one. And so what do mentor, mentors and coaches help you to see the blind spots, to see the things that you can't see that are holding you back? They help you with your mindset. Changing your mindset is so important. And another thing that they do is they show you the fast track, right? A lot of them have done what you want to do. So all you have to do is model what they've done. 
to get the results. So mentorship is so important. And then the P in CHAMP stands for persistence. There's going to be good days and bad days. There's going to be days where you feel like quitting. There's going to be days when other people try to talk you out of your goals and dreams. There's going to be days where you have missteps and failures and setbacks. But when you realize that you have a champion inside of you, and one thing that all champions do is they use those setbacks as lessons and they keep going. And so persistence is the key. Some of you are so close to getting what you want, but you've just given up. Keep going, keep fighting for what you want, and you'll get there. Do you see why I say that Danny is like the authority on mindset and to helping you to build a champion mindset? Like just listening to him speak, like he, Danny, I don't, I don't even think you know how much you inspire me each and every day. And I love that framework, by the way. I think it's phenomenal. And I actually kind of see you as like one of my mentors because you always call me out on my ish. <laughs> well, sometimes, sometimes I do. <laughs> it works both ways, though. I get called up by you too. So it works both ways. So I love that about you. And you know, like that's the thing. Like, you know, other couples listening to this, like, I know a lot of people look at Danny and I and think, you know, we have it all figured out. We don't. Okay. We argue. We don't always get along. Okay. I love this man to death. Okay. But we don't always get along. That's just completely unrealistic. But what I do love about Danny and I is that when we don't agree about things, we always do it in a very respectful way, right? Where we're still respecting the other person's opinions, thoughts, and feelings. So I also think it's it's so important, the words that we use, not only with the ones that we love, but also with ourselves as well. And we talked about this earlier, right? Just the importance of you know th- those thoughts that lead to your feelings, which leads to your actions. But I also wanted to talk about um, the C in the champion framework, which is clarity, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, with getting clarity, you know, something that I see with my clients and just with a lot of people in general is just that we're just so busy going through life. Like we're always like running through life, crossing one thing after, you know, off of the list after the next, you know, I was doing that too. Like I was working seven days a week and then it got to a point where I just hit a wall and I was like, I cannot do this anymore. And I felt myself approaching burnout. And I've talked about this on the podcast before, and this is why I took a break on the podcast last year. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think a lot of us just need to, in order to get that clarity, really need to sit down with ourselves and start asking us like ourselves some questions to, to get that clarity. We need that white space. And Danny always laughs me when I say this, but you know, you need that white space so your brain can actually just have a a chance to just pause and just think and just be in the power of that moment. Because when you take that time to pause and just be in the power of that moment, you might be surprised at some of those solutions that come to you. Right. So, and if you really want to understand that concept a little bit more, read the power of now. Mm -hmm. I was reading that this summer, uh, just such an amazing book. Like I didn't get it the first time I read it, like a few years ago, I think I just wasn't on that level yet, but it's definitely well worth a read. Um, just so many important, um, tidbits in there, just embracing the power of now and just how that really helps you to just get connected a little bit more with yourself. But I I will say this about that though, when you're, when you're feeling really stuck in some area of your life, whether it's like your career or your health or your finances. And this is why I say, and this is why it's important to to know that you have a champion inside of you, to know that you're curious, creative, resourceful, and whole. When you're feeling stuck, most of us focus on what we can't do, right? Uh, I I wish that I wasn't in debt so uh, so I could take a trip, but I can't. 
I wish that I wasn't in this job, but I, I just don't, you know, I don't have time to look for another job. So we automatically go to what we can't do. When I was stuck in my job, I was working in this corporate job and I just felt like the organization I was working for, it just wasn't a good fit for me. It was somewhat of a toxic environment. And though I was making pretty decent money, I was just like, I don't want to be here. And there were so many other people that would complain. And so we would get together at lunchtime and it would just be this big complaining party. Uh, We'd all just talk about why we didn't want to be here or, you know, our managers or all the things that were wrong with the organization. And I, I just stopped. I said, look, I can't do this. Like, you know, what are we, what are you going to do about it? And so I stopped and then I stepped back and I said to myself, Danny, what are you going to do to change your situation? And then I said, oh, no. And then right away I said, oh, I can't because I got to pay the, the mortgage and all these things. And then I stopped again and I asked myself this, what are you going to do to change your situation? It's not about what you can't do. It's about what are you going to do and what can you do? So I sat down with a pen and paper and I started writing. These are all the things that I can do. Look for another job, start my own business. And I started just writing. And what I realized is that even when you think you have no options and and you can't do anything, you can. And it led to me writing my book, You Have the Keys Now Drive, secretly starting my own consulting company. And then I ended up leaving my job and my book launched and and I launched my, my consulting company. And that was like 10 or 12 years ago. So all of that to say is when you're really feeling stuck, just keep asking yourself over and over again, what am I going to do to change my situation? What can I do to change my situation? And start writing things down because now you're tapping into your, your curiosity, creativity, and resourcefulness. And we all have it inside of us. So I just wanted to share that. Yeah. And you know, it's 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 so important to just allow ourselves that opportunity to have that you know, that higher version of ourselves to come through for sure. And in fact, that's actually one of my favorite quotes. It's um, imagine the highest version of yourself and start showing up as her Mm. or him or they, whatever your preferred pronoun is. But, you know, that is so powerful. And I know you talk about visualization as well. You're a huge fan of that. But I think that's so important. Like, you know, even as you're setting your goals, like visualize what you really want your life to be. Like, close your eyes. Like, feel the sun on your face. Like, start visualizing the person that you want to be. And like Danny said, then start asking yourself some questions. Okay, well, what is one thing I can do today that's going to set me in that direction? You don't have to have it all figured out, but just it's taking it like step by step by step. Right. It's just like if you have money in a savings account or an investment, right? And you don't all of a sudden just have money in the account, right? It's it's compound interest. So we have to think about building our goals in that same way, just investing a little bit by little bit by little bit. And I do find that asking yourself questions, and I've learned this over the past year for sure. Like, man, just taking the time to just ask yourself some some questions really can just help you to just get unstuck and really begin to turn your life around. Well, Tony Robbins says the quality of your life is a result of the quality of the questions that you ask yourself. So if you're not asking yourself these challenging questions that are going to move your thinking forward, then your life's not going to move forward. So, yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. Awesome. So, Danny, everybody sees you as this like this strong, like confident guy who has it all figured out and who's fine. 
fine, fine, fine. Fine? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody heard that my wife said I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> you know, I can't stop kissing you. Anyways, enough of the gush. But I'm blushing over here. Okay, so Danny, what is a big challenge that you've overcome and how did you overcome it? Oh, there have been so many. I think for me, and a lot of people think that I... I'm this outgoing, confident person, and I've always been that way. But, you know, growing up uh, in my younger days, I was really shy and kind of introverted. And it was really sports that brought me out of my shell. I was a really good basketball player, and I ended up, um, you know, going to university to play basketball and so on. But it was sports and mentors that really helped me to see that I was worthy of more and I could do more. And so I've always had this, I've had this, this kind of these inner thoughts sometimes saying, look, you're just not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're a university dropout. Um, I, I felt like I didn't belong in certain places because I didn't have the education or I wasn't, I, I couldn't communicate like other people or I didn't have certain things. And, and that's something that, you know, I kind of have struggled with in my life. And a few years ago, um, maybe even around the pandemic, I said, you know what? I deserve to be in every room that I'm in. I deserve to have every conversation with every person that I deserve for my book to be out there. I deserve for my podcast to reach 55 countries. And I started telling myself that I deserve more. And that's when Coach Stone came about. Coach Stone is in the building. It's not just a, a saying. It's about me reminding myself that I deserve to be every single place that I am. And it's something that I never always knew because I grew up around a lot of negativity. I grew up around people trying to hold me back. And so I never set the bar high. Even when I would achieve things, it was like, well, I'm lucky to be here. And it it really took me a lot of work to understand that I deserve more in my life. And so that's when the Coach Stone came about and it's really catching on. People in the street, Coach Stone, you know, all these people, you know, you and I were at an event a couple of weeks ago. And um, a couple of people that I know, <clears throat> they walked in, hey, Coach Stone, you know, so a lot of people recognize me as Coach Stone. And they, they you know, they love that saying, Coach Stone is in the building. But that's what's behind it. I say that because I now feel, you know, so many years later that I deserve to be where I am. And it's a roller coaster, right? It's not like I don't have this confidence about everything all the time. Sometimes I have setbacks. Sometimes I still doubt myself. But one of the things about me is that even in the doubt, I still push through. And I say, I'd rather try it and fail than not try at all. I don't want to be one of those people on my deathbed thinking about what if? What if I had traveled more? What if I had stood on stage? What if I had wrote, written those books? I'm just going to do it. And if it doesn't go the way I expect, that's fine. I don't care because my whole goal is to impact the lives of individuals that I interact with every day. And if something falls off or something doesn't go according to plan, I don't care. At least somebody saw that I tried and that might inspire them to try as well. And we have to stop worrying about failures and worrying about what other people have to say because the people that you're worrying about have their own goals and dreams that they're not taking action on. So we have to be brave enough to take action on the things that we want. So that's what it is for me. My life isn't perfect. I struggle with things sometimes, but I dust myself off and, and, and I try, 
And I have really great people like you. You're always encouraging me. Like, you know, I can't stay down too long when I have you by my side. And and I have really great mentors and friends that are just like, you know what? Dust yourself off. You can do anything you want. So thank you for being that fine, late and important, inspirational woman in my life and for encouraging me to uh, to do things that I never knew I could do. I really appreciate that. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that, baby. It means a lot. Um, you're going to get me emotional here. Okay. So I want to talk about, you talked about belief and what you said was so powerful when you talked about how, you know, not believing that you, you know, believed not, not believing that you were meant to be in certain rooms. And I think the power of believing in yourself, man, that is just so underestimated, right? Cause if you don't believe in yourself, how are you able to accomplish any of your goals? How are you going to get from being stuck? Right? Well, yeah. I mean, it's interesting that you say that because it, belief is actually, it's actually one of the biggest lies that we tell ourselves. And I say it in this sense, a lot of people say you just have to believe in yourself to achieve your goals and dreams. Well, that's a lie. That's not true. You need discipline. But before that, progress equals belief. If everybody waited until they, be- they really believed in themselves that they could do something, no one would ever do anything. You have to get started before you actually believe that you can do it. Progress equals belief. So for me, when I doubt myself and I don't think I can do something, the first thing I do is after I get through all that, the, the emotions, I say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to take the first step. And then I take the first step. And like you said, I wake up and I do something towards it every day. And when I start to get momentum, now the belief starts to come. The more progress you make, the more that you start to believe that something is possible. Right. And so I think that's the biggest thing that people have to understand. You don't have to believe in yourself to get started. Almost nobody does. But they get started. And then through discipline and taking action every day, you start to see your progress. And now you say, you know what? I believe that I can do this. And so that's the biggest misconception. A lot of people say, oh, you you just have to believe in yourself to get started. That's a lie. You got to get started. And then the belief will come through the actions and the discipline and the accomplishments and achievements. That's mm. what I want everybody to know. That is so good. That is so good. Because so many times I get asked like, okay, Trudy, I want to eat healthier, but how do I eat healthier? I, I just can't get motivated. Well, what have you done so far? You have to start, yeah. right? That's how you get, that's how you get motivated. You have to start, just start doing one thing. Just, you just got to take action. Just take one small action in the direction of your goals, right? It's just one thing. Like every day, if you do one thing, you start like, especially when it comes to your health, your health is the most important thing that you have. And so if you wake up every day and you just decide that today I'm going to eat one healthy meal, today I'm going to exercise five more minutes than I did yesterday. Today, I'm going to take the stairs instead of the elevator, right? All of those things start to add up if you do it for five, 10, 15, 30 days, two months. When you look back, you're going to say, I have more energy. You're going to say, I'm, I'm more clear in terms of my thinking. You're going to notice all of these health benefits. But everything starts by taking action and then being consistent. People don't achieve great. See, this is the thing. And that's another misconception. 
that you got to be motivated. You need to be disciplined. There are days when Serena Williams didn't want to wake up at four o'clock in the morning and go practice tennis. You think she wanted to do that every day? It's discipline, right? It's discipline. And so that's what we have to understand. Like the discipline will start to get you the progress. And then once you make the progress, you start to believe that you can do it. But like Trudy said, like nobody wakes up one day, does one push up, and all of a sudden now the pounds fall off and they're like, okay, I'm at my perfect weight. No one does that. It takes discipline every single day taking action. And little bit adds up to be a lot. And so I think you're right, babe. That's 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 so true. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of discipline, like you just reminded me of the times when I was working in corporate like years ago and I wanted to get healthier and I wanted to work out, but I knew I didn't have time to work out after work because at that time I was taking some part-time lessons or or part-time studies at school. So I'm like, okay, well, the only time I have to work out is in the morning. Mm. So I would get up at like 5.45 in the morning. And I remember because I was taking the bus, I would get the bus at 6.05 every single morning and I would take the bus to the gym. Did I want to wake up at 5.45 a.m. and to catch that bus at 6.05 a.m. and then not even get a seat? Like, who? why are all these people on the 6.05 bus? Anyways, I digress. All right. No, I didn't want to do that. But I knew the way that I felt after I worked out. And yes, it was about like how I looked for sure. I'm not going to lie about that, but it was definitely about the way that working out and taking care of myself made me feel. So that's what I hung on to. I didn't hang out. I didn't hang on to the, oh my God, I don't want to get out of my bed at 545 in the morning. It's snowing outside. It's cold. A, B, C, D, E. I focused on the feeling, the feeling of how good it felt to do something good for myself. And I noticed that with you. I mean, you were looking good before. You looked good before. But then when you started <laughs> exercising, I was like, you really looking good. You know, like I was like, that's my wife. That kind of good. But, <laughs> but I also noticed a change in your energy. Right. Like and this is the thing. If you have a big goal or a dream, you need energy. You need to have your health. And a lot of people, you know, who have a goal or a dream or entrepreneurship or whatever, they don't realize that until they get burnt out until they have some type of health scare. So we have to back that up and, and, and really start taking care of our health first because it's the most important thing that you have, your mental, physical, and spiritual health. And when you're in your best, the best place of, in the best spiritual, mental, and physical shape of your life, then you have all the energy to do all the things that you do. And it's crazy because people say to me like, Stone, you are everywhere. How do you do all of these things? Like you're coaching people, you're you're doing leadership development with companies, you know, you're speaking all over the place, you do a lot of work in your community. And people are like, man, you do a lot of things. Like, how do you do that? Well, I do it because I take care of my health. It's exactly what you're saying. It's like I couldn't do all of these things if I wasn't taking care of my health because I'd be sick all the time. I wouldn't have the energy. And so I'm eating better. You know, I still I still have a lot of work to do. Don't get me wrong. Drinking water, exercising, I'm doing all the things that you're talking about. And that's why I've been able to sustain sort of what I've been doing for the last 10 years. You know, if somebody saw my schedule, they'd be like, how do you do all this stuff? But I take care of my mind and my I get my timeouts. I wake up a certain way with my morning ritual. I'm, I'm eating better. All of these things that allow me to take action every day in a consistent way. And so you, without your help, nothing else is important. Yeah, it's true. And, and you can't wait. Like I know a lot of people that are just waiting to take care of themselves. Okay, I'll go to the gym next week. I'll start next month. I'll start here. I'll start then. What can you do today? 
Don't say I'm so busy. I don't have time to work out. I'm so busy. I don't have time to to make a meal. Ask yourself, what can I do with the time that I have? Mm. What else can you shave out of your life so that you have the time to take care of yourself and nurture your health? Right? Because your health is not going to be there forever. (laughs) And I'm noticing even now in my (laughs) forties. What was that? I missed it. (laughs) That, you know, like my joints, they're not nimble as they used to be. Right. So I want to take care of my body. So that's why.
already is clarity. And, you know, the, when people. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Body Show. I hope that you learned something new to help you transform your life and your body. For more after the show, make sure to head over to TrudyEstone.com. That's where you'll find all of the show notes. Also, make sure to head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a rating to let us know what you thought about the episode. And remember, get your mind right and your body will follow. Thanks for tuning in.